and they have what you call a vision. A vision. And the vision is that, ooh, I wish that one was mine. And they call it a vision. So it's kind of a vision. And when anybody comes up to you and says, God said you're my wife or my husband, uh-huh. Well, God hadn't said a thing to me about that, but um, when he does, that's, that'll, be, that'll be the day. <laughs> so people, we, we're trying to help people not use prophecy to manipulate, okay? And that, that's one way that they can do that. Now, that doesn't mean that God can't show you a mate, but you just slow down till God tells you what else to do, okay? Um, trust me, you can wait. So then the other thing is about children. And the reason, now you might be prophesying to people or you'll have many spiritual children or you'll have many uh, this or that or the other regarding children. But that's such a tender place for women that while when, when they don't, then they get downhearted and, and uh, think that the pro all prophecy is wrong. My parents were married. I'm their first child. They were married 17 years before I was born. And back then, there wasn't any kind of thing that you could do to help. To, it was just you either had them or you didn't. And so they just would help everybody else's children uh, that they could. They would, uh, sometimes people would have more than they could feed during the Depression. And they, they did that, and they loved the children. But if you had prophesied to them early on, you're going to have a daughter. And uh, you might want to give her back, but it'll be too late. <laughs> <laughs> but if they had... Think about what they would have thought about prophecy. And it's hurtful for people. Now, they had me. Then seven years later, they had my brother. And they did that because that was God's perfect plan for them. God planned them for my parents, and he planned me for right now. And as long as he plans it, I'm going to be right now. Amen? So the... That's one of the things that we just don't need to go there. I've had people say, well, somebody prophesied to my sister and she had a baby. That's good. It's a good thing. But I don't want you to go around just practicing with that, okay? And then the other thing is don't try to relocate them in the church or anything. Uh, now, if, if pastor asks somebody to come in and they prophesy something then that's, that's different. But if, if uh, I go around and say, okay, you're a prophet, they may be in the pit. You know what in the pit is? It's a prophet in training. And the pastor uh, and the prophet and the apostle may be working with them to try to get them in a position character-wise to be able to walk in that call. And so you come and give them a reason, then they're out of there, they're on their own. You don't, do you know you don't ever get to be on your own? Never. Never. In heaven, you won't. God, the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, 
It's one in, it's, it's three in one and one in three. Everything they've done in the word, they've done together. But who is the head? God the Father. God the Father. Now, don't get hung up on that. Just, can you just go with me on that? Okay. So we are created to be under authority of some kind. And when we're not, then we have a, a chaotic situations. All right. So, the, so I don't want you to prophesy marriages and, and husbands and wives. And I don't want you to prophesy of office calls. Okay. Now, you can say <coughs> you have a prophetic anointing over you. That doesn't mean you're a prophet. It means you have a prophetic or an apostolic or a pastoral anointing, but it doesn't mean that, and you can have that anointing without having that office call, okay? So let's be careful about telling them that they're a prophet or they're uh, an office call or about who their husband or wife is um, and about babies. Is there anything else? Yeah, be careful about geographically moving them. You can say that God is going to move you uh, or, or that you see something on the West Coast, but don't, don't say, now, you're going to move to and, and get them riled up about moving. There's a lot of other stuff to prophesy right then. Okay? <coughs> okay. Now, how many of you are, does anybody have a question? Did y'all eat too much? <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. He's coming. <laughs> He's coming. One of them's coming. Okay. Uh, yes, my question is, um, does God... Let me backtrack. When, when a prophetic word is going forth, does it always confirm or does God have a tendency at times to speak something new when it hadn't con been confirmed? So, you know, I'm just kind of curious about that because you hear it. Well, that ain't God unless it's mm -hmm. confirmed. Yeah, thank you. That's good. That's, a que that's another one of those questions that we had partial revelation about. Now, now we see more. Going back to the word, when the angel of the Lord prophesied to Mary, the mother of Jesus, did she, was that confirmation? Mm -mm. And he prophesied in, in, in that period of time, there was prophecy that came forth about Jesus to, to Mary and to, one to Joseph that said, um, first of all, his name was Jesus. That came in a dream, a prophetic dream. That was news to Joseph. And then whenever he said to Mary, you know, the, you will conceive, when did that happen? Right then. And you will have a son, when did that happen? Nine months later. These are not trick questions. Feel free to answer. And then he said he'll be a savior to his people. When did that happen? 33 years later. And his kingdom will never end. 
It hadn't ended, has it? So he pro- the, the, the prophecy came to them, and, and she didn't know any of that as it related to her. And it told about his conception, his birth, his gender, his kingdom, his, his job, his savior. And all of that was news to her. Mary pondered him in her heart, but she just believed it. And then when you look at the prophecies in the Old Testament and the New Testament, they didn't confirm. So somehow we, somehow we got a man-made uh, thought within that, and it, it's been taught, and we believed it. So a lot of times people throw out the things that God's using to impart into them. So that was an excellent Excellent question. I like the way you question because I have a feeling you know, but you know what they need to know, so you ask a question. So that's good. He says he he really wants to know, but it's perfect. Those are perfect questions. Okay? How many of you have heard the thing about you have to have an unction to function? Okay. It's about a feeling that they had during the time that the spirit of prophecy would show up. During those times... Everybody feels something. But I've seen God do powerful things when there wasn't a feeling to it. Let me tell you some prophecies that sounded rinky-dink to me. Um, One time I had a prophecy for this man, an apostle. And I was in his church the first time. And I said... uh, there's going to be an exposure that's like an X-ray. Uh, it's a good, good X-ray, but there's exposure, like on TV, about this X-ray. Now, doesn't that sound wonderful? <laughs> so after that, his after that service, and, and he showed me no emotion. I thought, well, so much for that one. Just see if you come back here, Miss Mary. <laughs> and uh, so on the way home, his son, who had been very this way, was so excited. He was a tall fellow. He played for the, on the Harlem Globetrotters. Have you heard of them? Uh, the, on their team. So anyway, he was so excited, and he folded himself up and got in the car to drive us home. He said, that was so good. I said, Really? What part of it did you enjoy? He said, the part about the x-ray. I said, did that? Now, now I've given it. Now I can ask. So what, what did that mean to you? <laughs> he said, my dad had a kidney problem. And the doctor was a Muslim doctor from another country. And so they prepped dad to take the kidney. And on the table, the doctor said, with knife in hand, scalpel in hand, May Allah bless you. And he said, at that point, my dad sat straight up. And they said, no, 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 you can't, you can't do this. You, you're, you're, you gotta. He said, it's too late now. He said, God's going to show you something to the doctor that's going to let you know that my God is the true God and, and Allah is not. And he, he was a brave man. I mean, the doctor had the knife. I mean, <laughs> huh. And so... Um, they said, well, what happened? He said, they took the kidney, took the kidney out. And I said, then what happened? He said, well, 
a couple of, about a month later, Dad was up and he was at the church on Sunday morning, and the same doctor called and he said, uh, Dr. Henderson, I know that it's during, I apologize for interrupting you, I know this is your worship time, but there's, there's, there's a situation at the hospital and we need you to come. So he, okay, he thought, uh-oh, something's not right because they had had a recent x-ray for him. So he went in, and all the doctors that were at the team were there. And he said, Dr. Henderson, all of us have agreed that when you came, you had two kidneys. You had only two, two kidneys. We all agree that we removed one. Can you tell us why there's two kidneys again on this x-ray? So see, you can't judge, and, and not only that, but the fella, the, the, the uh, doctor's relatives started getting saved over that testimony. And it just, so it just kind of spread. Wow, isn't that wonderful? Now, you're gonna have an x-ray and then TV, <laughs> rinky-dink sounding. No feeling about it. What a wonderful testimony. Then another time, I said, well, I see that she was going to have a baby. I said, this baby is going to have uh, two legs, two arms, two eyes, and two ears. I'm thinking... Why don't you just shut up, Mary, and sit down? Because <laughs> Bishop had said this, but that was all it was. That was when I first started. And, and so afterwards, she said, thank you so much for the word. I thought, okay, rub it in. Just rub it in, sister. <laughs> she said, my mother and my dad are deaf, and we have some deaf siblings and some that aren't. We also have some leg deformities. And she went through the list and she said, this baby's gonna be perfect. I said, hallelujah, Jesus, thank you. <laughs> then I got real excited and I know them and now that baby has babies and they're all very healthy, normal. So see, sometimes God releases the prophetic word and if you'll be obedient to him, he releases the word in a simple way, through a simple person like you and me, to do a magnificent thing. Magnificent. Her faith was ready to believe that word. So this is not, we, we try to loosen you up a little bit and want you to participate, but this is a serious thing. It's a very important thing. And the least sounding anointed, the least sounding powerful might be the word that sets somebody free. I want to be a part of that. Don't you? Amen. Okay. So we're going to have an opportunity to do that right now. Before I do that, is there anything else that I need to say that I haven't said that you know about? Yet? Okay. Um, 
I would like for you to stand up and get a partner. It doesn't matter if you know them or if they're right next to you or not. First of all, stand up. That's good. Okay. Just get the closest partner to you. Who does not have a partner? Come, here's one for you right there in the, in the middle. If you come to the middle or the front, then or do you have a partner? Okay, all right. Pastor, do you have a partner? Now, he's tall enough, he can see. <laughs> Who doesn't have a partner? Okay. Is he the, okay. Who else doesn't have a partner? Okay, there's one. Come to the middle. If you come to the middle, you don't have a, okay. Does everybody have a partner? You have a, you have a partner? Okay. There you go. She doesn't have a partner either. Okay, good. Anybody else? All right, now this is a different type of activation. God's not limited in, in his way of speaking to you and through you. But in this one, no, just stand for a second. Okay, the, um, I want you to ask God to show you a fruit or a vegetable. that he's going to use to minister to your partner. Now, let me ask you, can you have faith for that? Yes. All right. All right. So right now, just ask God. You just personally ask him, show me the fruit or vegetable that you're going to use to minister. It goes like this. Father, Show me the fruit or vegetable that you're going to use to minister to my partner. Thank you. As soon as you get a fruit, don't try to figure it out. Just get a fruit. Hold up your hand. All right, good. If you don't have one, you're probably trying too hard, okay? All right, so I won't... Whichever one, I want both of you to do it, but not at the same time. So you can go with the taller of the two. If you're the, I don't want you to have a measuring meeting to measure, please. As long as both of you get to give the word. So please start with the taller or one of you, and then the other one. Tell them what fruit you see. Do that first. Just, just the fruit, nothing else. It doesn't matter whichever one. Just tell the fruit or the vegetable, nothing else. Hold up your hand when that's complete. Okay, good. All right. Now, I would like the one that went first last time to tell them what God is saying about them that's like the ve like fruit of the vegetable. Would you like a demonstration of that? You've learned, haven't you? That's a slight delay. Okay. Dr. Hope. Okay. The, the fruit I get is a lemon. Okay. 
that you've done that. Now the next thing is, you're like the lemon in that you're pleasant to look at, and you've got enough zip to you to cause things to be taking to have flavor to it. But you can be added with sugar, and and it things uh, it's it's more palatable. It's palatable to to drink with. It's palatable to cook with. And the other thing about a lemon is that it's used uh, to help get rid of the things in your body that it needs to get rid of. And um, it can be uh, grated, it, and the, the rind used, every part of it can be used, uh, sometimes for cooking purposes, to, to bring things together to serve, or it can be used for things that are medicinal that help uh, heal things. It also has a drawing power, so it can draw, if you rub it on the skin sometimes, it can draw things out even that, that's within there. Uh, it can be used with other things to bring a salve, to make a lemon uh, salve that it causes healing to things. Now you get the impression, you get the thing? Now, I'm telling her about the lemon, but do you see how this is applying to her? Okay, so God can use anything the way you word to say something. Now, right now, I want you to uh, share with each other, to tell them the characteristics and what you know that reminds that, that God is saying is like them. Call out some of the fruit you've gotten. Who got apples? Who got bananas? Who got oranges? Watermelon? Oh, yeah. Something different than that. What else did you get? Tomatoes, peaches, star fruit, strawberries, mm-hmm, with the seeds on the outside. The seeds are on the outside. Yes. Yes, you can. You sure can. Both, have, both of you got the same thing. Sure. All right, now begin. Are the words you're getting the truth, you think? Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, so I'm going to ask you to sit back down. Let me tell you, this little exercise that you just did, we've had things like deliverances to come out of that. Deliverances, reconciliations, the, the spirit of the death spirit uh, broken over a church, over a, an apostle, all kinds of things. Because when you extend your faith to God, what God does is beyond you. Say, God's bigger than I am. God's purpose for me is bigger than I am. Amen. <laughs> God's purpose in me and through me is bigger than I am. So if it's bigger than you are, we shouldn't be worried, should we? So God can use different things to minister to different people perfectly. Amen. Who had, not the, not the word you gave, because sometimes this kind of word is personal. It can be for people, or they might feel that way. So it's the, per the, the word that you received about the fruit that 
that, they, that you reminded them of or that they were prompted to give. Who would like to give us that and kind of break this open so we can kind of see how it works? Yes, okay, would you come up here? Thank you. I'd really appreciate it. Okay, so you want to tell us about what was the word that was given to you? Tomato. Tomato. Yes. <laughs> okay, the thing about the tomato was, well, my, do I need to tell my partner? You can talk to them. Okay. <laughs> just tell us about, instead of saying, this is what he said, da da da, da okay. just, just give us the My word was tomato, and you can use tomatoes for different things, a salad, burger, or, you know, you can use ketchup, make ketchup, spaghetti sauce, different stuff with tomatoes. So it was just, with me, it was like you have like a lot of different opportunities with tomatoes. That's good. You can also use tomatoes to cause things to be different consistency yeah. that's appropriate for whatever season or whatever dish it's in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? So you can change to be the consistency that you're supposed to be at any given situation. Amen? All right, good. Yes. Yes. You with the blue shirt on, yes, sir. Oh, I perceive a real anointing. Woo, woo. I was excited to share because I was thinking, okay, Lord, are you going to give me a fruit about my wife? You know, and you think a lot of times, well, it's hard to prophesy to your wife or something like that, give them a word. So he said, tomato. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, that's really exciting, you know. Tomato, okay, so what are you, you going to say about this tomato? And then I saw, I saw tomatoes uh, in a bunch and one that stood out that was really red, it was r ripe, and the others weren't ripe yet, and so that tomato was the choice. And so he was telling my wife that she would stand out amongst those that had the same things, but her time, and that there would be a favor on her, that she would be the choice, and that there would be a ripeness to, or not a ripeness, but a favor to uh, what she was doing, and that she was getting ready to be picked. Wow. I'm really excited. I tell you what, I, I really think that was the word of the Lord, and I think you should eat well for about a week here. <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> that was really good. Very good. Now, see, for somebody that was thinking, okay, God, I don't want to step beyond my bat. Now, I'm not saying she's thinking this, but I'm saying, what if you get this word and you were saying, God, I don't want to step beyond my anointing or beyond my authority. Uh, I, I really feel that I can see how to do this or this or this that would glorify your kingdom, but I, I, I don't, there are other people that can do this too. Now, if you, had, if, if you were thinking of that word, and you got that kind of word, what would you think? This is God's timing, because it's about God in me, not my pushing or, or anything like that. So that's good. All right, who else wants to share with us? 
Share what you got. Let's see on the back row. What my partner revealed, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what my partner revealed is that I was an apple and I was a golden apple. She said, just similar to a golden child, God has selected me to be a golden apple. And she now, articulated. Don't say she said, just say. Just say, what, uh, oh, yes, mm -hmm. ma'am. Um, the different facets of apples and the different colors that I could conform into each color and that each color has different values and a different identity. So that was, that's what. That's good. And specifically, what, what did that mean to you? For, for me, uh, just overcoming rejection and that God mm -hmm. sees me um, as his golden child, that, that was enough for me. But that she went into the other colors mm -hmm. and that he honored all of the other capacities I want to function in. And he doesn't see me as like a one-trick pony, yeah. but he sees the variety in my character. Mm -hmm. That just And then he just created you that. Oh. Always for a purpose. So sometimes when the spirit of rejection is broken, yes. then you begin to function in the purpose mm -hmm. that God has for you. So in the name of Jesus, we break any spirit of, re of, uh, of rejection that may have come down through the bloodline. And we break that re uh, rejection. And Father, I thank you that she's going to flourish and what you've called her to do and who you've called her to be. And Lord, let her see it from this day forth and not lose sight of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, see, the reason we think that everybody should hear the voice of the Lord is because whatever you're going to minister, deliverance, healing, counseling, you don't prophesy counsel. You don't prophesy teach. You don't prophesy preach, which everybody can do any of those. But all that can move out of being prophetic. Does that make any sense to you? Okay. Oh, I like this group. They're finally trusting me. Y'all get with it over there. They're going, uh-huh, yeah, mm -hmm, we agree. Mm -hmm. Okay, do y'all agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, see, they're good, too. See, there they got that thing going, too. Okay. Now, when I get to... I'll know I've really hit it. <laughs> okay, who else has one more thing? I'm going to use Ruby. I ain't going to touch your mic, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I got was that uh, my person saw a pineapple, and she said that the pineapple, that what she saw was that, you know, a pineapple have a hard shell and that uh, God was gonna cut away the hard shell from around me. And that he's gonna take out, you know, the core part because the pineapple is sweet, that he's doing a press on me to squeeze me, to get me to where he want me to be so that when I step into what he's calling me to be, that I won't be so rough around the edges because I know that I am a, a I, I speak kinda hard people and it's not out of that I don't love them it's because I love them and I want them to understand that this is a serious matter and so God is gonna he gonna perfect me that's very touching isn't it yes ma'am on two levels how many of you know that Ruby's a caring person yes, uh -huh. but God is going to cause you to be she's gonna get the best out of you Ruby 
the best out of you. That's why I didn't back up with you, because it's there. Amen? That's good. Great. Also, pineapple is a symbol for hospitality. <laughs> so don't be surprised if some of that anointing doesn't rub off over here, okay? All right. Okay. Great. Now, go back to the same partner you have and stand up again, please. Okay, now here's what you're going to do. <clears throat> Even if you know this person very well, the, the, who was her partner? Okay, y'all come back together. That's good. Even if you know them well, because you know them doesn't mean that you can't prophesy over them. It just means that you don't prophesy what you know. So ask God for something that you don't know. And, it, and you may prophesy to a situation that you know about, but it needs to be whatever God's saying about that situation, not what you know or think or want. Okay? So I would like for you to start with the same person that started last time, son or daughter, and I would like for you to continue to prophesy, son or daughter, over them, and it, uh, prophesy it as if God is saying it. So you're not going to say, son, the Lord says... Well, you, you, he's already saying it. He's already said, son. You know, I, I wouldn't say, uh, Pastor, Mary Crumb says. You know, that would be silly, wouldn't it? All right, so you're going to say whatever it is that God is saying, and you're going to say, I am either causing you, you are going to, or whatever God is saying, but you say it to them directly, as if it's God speaking. Now, you don't have to end by saying, Thus saith the Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, creator of all things, to the, to the king that's coming, that is, and forever. Signing God's name to it is not going to make it so. And not, not so if you don't do it. All right. Begin. All right, now the other partner prophesy, son or daughter.
and change back to the other partner and continue son or daughter. Change back to the other partner, son or daughter. and stop let me give you some let me I want you to do something I know even if you can't see me I'm sure you can hear me right I want everybody to keep your eyes open sometimes when we stand this close to people if you need to take a step back do that but keep your eyes open and this is the reason why Sometimes, when you, if you can't even see somebody in the balcony, you still keep your eyes open. There's a difference when you close yourself in with you. It was just me and Jesus. Yeah, but Jesus is talking to them. So keep your eyes open. Look at the person that you're ministering to. And the one receiving, keep your eyes open too. And I want you to drop hands. And I used to have people hold their hands behind their back until I got older and realized how painful that could be. So put your hands, though, down to your side because when you're preaching or teaching, we make dramatic sometimes statements, and it helps to use our hands. And there's nothing wrong with it. See, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're prophesying, you also tend to pace yourself according to whatever movements you do make. And sometimes it can be kind of distracting, if you know what I mean. So I want you to keep your movements. Just limit them for this practice. Put them in your pockets. Put your hands down by your sides. And I, when I was telling people about this one time, 
I realized that because they were all laughing because I was telling them about not moving their hands when I'm wiggling my little finger with every move. So, see, we used, that's okay. But for this, eyes open, put your hands by your sides or fold them or hold them, but don't hold each other's hands for this. You'll be okay, promise you. All right? So keep your eyes open. If you don't, you have a tendency to exclude the very person that you're ministering to. So you're ministering to them. Okay? So begin again. Whoever was prophesying, keep prophesying. Go. Which one? Shift. Shift means the other person prophesies. Shift. Shift again. And stop. Good. That was good. Okay. Now I want you one more time to change partners. Just get somebody else nearby. Okay. Who needs a partner? Hold up your hand. Right up for here. Come, come to the center. Come, come to the center. There you go. Y'all can prophesy. Okay. Come down here. Okay. You, you want to go with him? Then you come over here, and one of you would one of you be her partner, please? 
Okay. Pastor, the lady in the peach colored dress, okay? Or is that her behind her? Okay. All right. Did we leave you out again? Okay. All right. Okay, now listen up. This time, I want you to challenge yourself, and I will tell you why I'm going to ask you to do this later, okay? I want you to prophesy a little louder and a little faster. Louder and faster. I want you to say louder and faster. Good, you got that. That's good. Now, what we're going to do is keep son or daughter, and I'm going to say instead of shift, I'm just going to say change, and that just means change back and forth, okay? Are we clear on that? Everybody's clear? All right. Louder and faster, right? Son or daughter, begin. Begin. 